Hello, everyone. So welcome to another episode of Sweetwater. I'm your host, Divine Priestess. Today, we have two special guests because I've been really looking forward to this episode. We have Ia Ifashesin Omitola Ogunsina Boraboya Avoshishe Ia. And then and then we have Gogo Aba Gelo. Abagelo. Abagelo. Yes, Abagelo. So we have two priestesses, well, two high priestesses in the building who center their focus around helping women, but focusing on helping the womb so the way the ancestors that come through are not low level. Do we mm-hmm. I mean, do we call some of the ancestors low level? Or like Earthly realm. <laughs> I mean, there's certain that, ancestors you may not want to call on. And that's what they focus on helping that when you conceive that you don't bring those ancestors. Mm-hmm. The low like vibration, low vibing ancestors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So how are you? How are you guys? Yes, yeah, good. good. Okay. You guys just got a very, a very just calm tone to y'all it's very you know it just makes you want to like pull your pull your shoulders back and like sit up straight <laughs> yeah that's how I feel when y'all talk so um I, I don't I'm not big on asking people how long have you been doing something because honestly I know I know people who have been doing it for years they don't get offended by it but also kind of it, to me, I feel it's disrespectful because I know my great grandma was always like, "You don't ask a lady her age." Mm. <laughs> so I won't ask y'all how long y'all been doing what y'all been doing. However, I will ask, how did you get into doing what you're doing? Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, very much like a lot of the sisters womb issues you know getting off of birth control because I was like my body it's like I didn't have control over my body and then um learning my cycles and then the ancestors telling me what's going on with my womb and me going through my own past life regression of the womb trauma of my ancestors and then that's how I woke up. And then they just kept telling me and talking to me and I have had so much womb wisdom within me that I've been carrying from generations before me and now it's time for me to share it with other people if I can heal my womb I can heal the womb of other Mm -hmm. juju mamas that's what I call my clients juju mamas and women juju mamas are not just women who want to have babies they're women who want to birth something through their womb and it doesn't matter what it is you know but let's birth something through a healed womb Mm-hmm. A clear womb, a womb that is uh, free from um, karma, mm-hmm. free from, you know, trauma, which is the very popular word out here, free from um, any attachment that's not fruitful for her, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the short version. <laughs> okay. Okay. For me, I actually had to mourn my womb before I started mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. how to heal my womb. So I worked more with the spiritual uh, 
aspect of it because I lost my physical womb. Mm -hmm. And as I was on my healing journey, when you talk about losing weight, changing your food, I really was not thinking about my womb at that time. It wasn't until I lost it that I actually started going back. And I did, I started with uh, the sacred woman because that was what was out at the time. And I was practicing the comedic tradition. So I, I took myself through that and learning how to cre uh, create a connection to the spiritual womb and understanding that even though you lose your womb, you still have to deal with the metaphysical aspect of the issues that you have because you don't lose that and it targets different part of different parts of your body. So there's still that healing work that had to be done and going from mourning it to celebrating it, even though I didn't have it physically. Now, when it comes to the word womb, because I don't recall people using the word womb within five years ago. Um, I always knew it as something. It was just like Yoni. It wasn't something that I didn't begin to learn about until five years ago studying yoga. Um, do you feel that people use the word womb and Yoni loosely? without knowing like the full meaning of it? You know, cause, cause when we, when we see people um, talking about, oh, I'm gonna oh, get a yoni seam or I'm gonna use these yoni pearls to get rid of X, Y, and Z. So the yoni and the womb are two different things. Okay. So the womb is normally what we refer to the uterus as. The yoni okay. is more referred to with the vagina. Okay, so the canal. The canal. So okay. the yoni is the gateway. Okay. Okay. So see, um, I Yeah, and so that is where that, when you're with your partner and you become intimate, that's that conductor. That's okay. where the information starts to travel. Okay. And that that connection when you're okay. in that intimate space. So, but you can have issues with the yoni mm. that will affect the womb. So okay. they're, they're they're connected, but the names they name two different parts of that connection. Okay. So then that makes sense when um when people take the yoni eggs and they're like, oh, I'm about to heal my womb because I got a crystal yoni egg. And they're mm -hmm. thinking they are breaking those spiritual cords between ex-partners and then finding out like they're still having mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you learn something new every yeah. single day. Yeah, and um, I, love, I love that. I love yeah. I, I personally don't use the word yoni. Okay. I just never felt connected with the yoni. Um, I would say womb or the poom poom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but we know that's different too. But I've heard people use um, womb and yoni interchangeably okay. um, through social media. So it's just good that, you know, we have that um, beautiful explanation. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So when it comes to a partner, because, and I, I I don't really share a lot of experiences, but I remember I received a reading years ago. Um, and 
I've always been a spiritual person, but I really probably about almost 10 years ago, I was like always tiptoeing back and forth between a door. And I remember I went to go get a reading once. And this is when I realized spirit just loves to tell people business, just out <laughs> and open. So I received a reading and the man, he was like, yeah, your, um, your great grandmother's coming through and she don't like your partner. And she's saying you can't have kids with them. <laughs> and because he's not, um, he's not spiritually yoked. And so I was heartbroken. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way my great grandma said that. I was like, there's no way. And so when I got more readings, it was like, you can't have children with him. And for the longest I sat there and I'm just like, well, why would they say that? Why would they have me with this person? If I can't have kids with them, you know, what's wrong with this person? Like, in the physical realm, you know, they check off some of the boxes that I think would be good to have a child with. However, that's when I learned on a spiritual aspect, there's a lot of things that we don't see. Mm -hmm. It's so how often, because when I told, when I uh, shared that information with a few people, a lot of people like, they never heard of that. They never heard of a spirit coming down saying who you can and can't lay down with just another time I remember I was in the middle of a divination and I had a friend who got mounted she walked up in that room and spirit was all like um instead of casting a seed you should keep a child you should be casting a seed you should be laying down with these people and I'm just like again <laughs> you put my business out in front of these people this woman don't know this why are you telling so how often do you guys see that within your client base? Often. Okay. Often, <laughs> very often. Um, and the thing about it is my clients, my juju mamas, they already know. <laughs> and uh, they just want it to be confirmed, but they still don't do anything about it, most of them. Yeah. Um, I also see, I also see that, you know, the connection with the ex. You know, mm -hmm. say, you know, when that ex has your wound, but your current partner has your heart, your spirit baby that wants to come through is still connected energetically to the ex. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and I do believe that there are certain um, mindsets and certain rituals that we should do to cleanse that energy mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, spiritually, the babies are not confused, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I see a lot of my juju mamas where, a lot of the babies that want to come is through their lineage. Okay. Yeah, not the partners. It's it's really interesting how I see that. It's like this baby's coming through your bloodline, not your partners, because you know we are more spiritually in tune than most of our partners, and so it's just it's interesting. I see I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that, and I also see a lot of babies that have been forgotten. Hmm. Um, whether they have had abortions, miscarriages, whether they're, whether they are, I've seen brothers and sisters show up because their mother had miscarriages or abortions. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen a lot and, um, it's quite interesting. So what you're saying, like, it's real and it's yeah. real and the ancestors will come through and tell it like it is no sugar coating. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important 
just just to add on to that because that was perfectly said i think it's important to understand that it's your ancestors that are working to help usher this rebirth and so they know from the get-go no that's that's not who we bringing this through go and get rid of that because that's not who we working with um but like she said i think it just it becomes hard because a lot of times they don't want to receive that message And so getting them to understand that the reason you're having these issues is because you're you're not partnered right. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on with that because not only does that baby take in that three generations on both sides of the mama, but now he's, that they taking in the three generations mm-hmm. on both sides of the daddy. So that's yeah. mother, father, three generations back, mother, father, three generations back. Yeah, and sometimes you'll see people like, have you ever just acted a certain way or blurted a certain way and you didn't understand where it came from? Mm-hmm. That's part of that download of information that comes to you into the womb. That's part of your personality. You may be channeling somebody mm-hmm. on a particular side of the family because of that information. So while we're not saying it has to be perfection, mm-hmm. it is good to at least make sure that you have a partner who um, the ancestors approve of mm-hmm. one, and has a certain level of spiritual awareness and yeah. a seeking for themselves. Like yeah. she said, we as women, we've always been the more spiritual one, even in the mainstream church. It was the mothers of the church. And yeah. but, you, but you don't want somebody that you have to push to the altar. You want somebody that's going to be walking up okay. with you to the altar. Yeah. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. When in regards to um you saying how the child carries three generations from the mother and three generations from the father, I remember um in in one of your videos you mentioned how when you um have intercourse with a man, you take on some of that um trauma or that generational trauma, I believe is how you mentioned it in one of your videos um and correct me if i'm wrong but that's kind of like how i remember it like vaguely well his fetus is karma yes your karma too yes Mm yeah yeah they don't talk about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's true it's very very true and um we have to look back at the lineages Mm -hmm. um it's so important it really is and then what I also see, and, and my girlfriend coined this phrase, the divine DNA partner, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of times my juju mamas, they're not biologically a great fit and the ancestors will show them that. And they're like, but he's a good man. He's a good man to that, you know, but biologically it's just not a great fit. And yeah. what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do with that? And then, you know, also with certain lineages and tribes, they didn't get along. Mm-hmm. and wonder why you're always arguing and things like that they didn't get along like ask the ancestors get a divination like i always tell them i get a divination to yeah. see if the lineages you know has some issues way back you know mm-hmm. that could affect like even if you do conceive it still can affect your your child yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. do you have anything you want to add to that yeah if i should I- I think giving a, getting a divination to me is important because you always want to start your relationship on a strong foundation. Mm-hmm. 
And by getting a divination and speaking with the ancestors and knowing, you know, what you need to work through, how to work through those things, the support that you have, because not only should you have an earthly court that supports you, you should always have that spiritual court that mm -hmm. also supports you because it teaches you how to communicate with each other. It teaches you how to, uh, you know, work together in a certain partnership. And, you know, we look at people like Will and Jada or whatever as, you know, you see mm -hmm. relationship goals. And we, we need to stop using that as a standard and create our own relationship goals, which, which starts with get that divination, have these conversations ahead of time instead of being so enchanted. Now, not saying that, you know, we mm -hmm. don't look at somebody and say, oh, they fine. We, we all yeah. do that. But let's not base our relationship on that because things yeah. go south by nature yeah. as you get older. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you want to make sure that this person that you're looking at is still, you still have that connection. Mm -hmm. um, and it just makes the, con the conception, the raising of the children. It just gives a foundation that cannot be broken. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So when it comes down to um outside of conceiving or well, I have a two-part question. Number one, before a woman conceives and you know she thinks everything is fine, and maybe she doesn't want to get a divination done on a particular partner, do you recommend that women get divination? on their womb in general if it is time to try to conceive a child and bring in a child into the world due to all the things that it absorbs if you get what i'm saying i would because okay. i i think first working on yourself is always number one Working mm -hmm. yourself is always number one because that allows you to be able to listen. Mm -hmm. That allows you, that opens the way to be able to receive that partner that's going to fit. Um, so being able to deal with your baggage, be it, uh, you know, if it's trauma done to you or just things that you picked up that may not be good habits or just understanding who you are, period, so that way, even going into the relationship, you know what your boundaries are. You know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I believe you set your standard and then you have everybody else that come in either needs to meet you there or, or go above that. Mm -hmm. So I think when you get your divination and you do the self-work and you start there, that lays the foundations for yourself. There should be a self-foundation on each side. You come together and you create a foundation. But you should never lose yourself or go into something without knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I fully agree with that. I fully agree with that. I have a lot of my, my juju mamas who are single and they do come for divination um, to prepare themselves. You know, um, a lot of them just really are looking for babies. That's one thing I can say. They they just looking for the baby because they they're like if the baby comes and up in the reading, that means the partner's gonna come. But it's like, is that the right partner, or is it you know, are you following your lower nature? Yeah, the ancestral approved. Yeah. Um. Another question I have because 
I know a lot of the times women in general, I really don't, I really don't hear this from men, but women in general, um, they always talk about birthing and ancestors. Do ancestors like always want to come through or is it just like a new spirit? Because from what I gathered um, some time back was that you're always going to be be born in your bloodline. It's not like I'm gonna be in this body and then maybe next lifetime, I'm going to be of Asian descent is like, no, you're always going to be born in this family. You choose to come back. Is that always the case that an ancestor is always going to be reborn at some point in time? Well, I, I believe so. That's what I've seen in my divinations. I okay. truly believe that. And, and I will say not all the time. Okay. Um, a lot of times with uh, the more newer energies, mm -hmm. the ancestors still come through, the, you know, the blood, you still mm -hmm. got the blood and I mean, you see in a lot of these children, like I, I, a lot of these children are mounted by the ancestors. I see that a lot. And I just feel like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, but yeah, oh, the ancestors are definitely, they're coming, they coming through. Okay. They're really coming through. Um, Cause the, the, the children, they can, they want to hear more than their parents. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we can be stubborn. We don't want to hear everything. It's like, thank you for the information, but I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the children would be more open to receiving it mm -hmm. um, because I always say there's there's some things going on in the ancestral realm with the spirit babies and the ancestors, and they they just know there's a it's a special connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to? Add? Would you like to? No, she said it. She said it perfectly. Ain't nothing for me to add to that. Yeah, that was, that was perfect. Yeah. So the the next question is we talked we touched on a little bit about um abortions and miscarriages and i remember um ababa mentioned this was that sometimes your um children if at least if you had um an abortion sometimes those children that want to be born like really badly and you know you end up terminating pregnancy that if they are not recognized or if they're not um, elevated, that they will cause a little chaos um, within your life and kind of getting in the way of you going after things that you're trying to gain or succeed. Is that? I, I do believe that that can happen. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. There's a little bit, the, the outcome is a little bit different, but it's a personal experience that kind of talks about how uh, the children linger around. I was at a point in my life where I did get an abortion. This is before I was dealing with any spiritual, any whatever. And some years later, I ended up working for a Nigerian family that had this old man with white hair. We used to call him popcorn. And he was American and he was working um in the daycare that they had as a janitor. And he told uh, the, young, the, the mama from Nigeria who owned the daycare, he said, um, he asked her if I had ever had an abortion. And she said, no, 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 not her. She loves children. He said, yeah, she said I had one. I had, at that time, my twins were young. And one of them, I, go, I called her mama because she looked old. She, she looked like she'd been here before. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's the one. And she looks that way, 
because she fought to come back. Mm. So he said she fought to come back to me, which is why she was like she had that old spirit because she had to fight hard. So I say all that to say that just because we abort a child, that child does not leave us. And whether it's causing a little, because even children that come through, when they don't get attention, what do they do? Mm, okay. They mischief. Yeah, they but... want you to be recognized. So mm. it's either you making a way for them to come back through or you do the healing work so that they don't feel like they just, you know, floating around in the ether, unrecognized, unloved, unacknowledged, and all of those things. Because they they will, they 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 gonna cause a little, they're gonna spill some milk, they're gonna pull on your skirt, they're gonna misplace some stuff. And you know, some people call them fairies, and for some it may be, but for those who've who've had uh you know, who's experienced those things, they're, they're looking to be acknowledged, even the ones that we lose, because some of us don't conceive and we have miscarriages because we are portals. Yeah. There are some ancestors who they trying to get to the next incarnation. So we are portals. Mm -hmm. And so even acknowledging that role and ushering them on to their next thing that they need to 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 get to. So mm -hmm. as women, we play a variety of roles when it comes to that incarnation of our ancestors, whether it's just helping them go through to the next, or if it's bringing them in and helping them understand what their purpose is, mm -hmm. acknowledging them. But yes, I do believe that they they linger with us. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. 100%. Everything. I, lo I love how you said that. Yeah. E I can't pronounce it. E C e I, can I can't hear you. Can't hear you. E Shay Scene. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> but to add to that, like, I love how you said, like, the miscarriage um, can sometimes be the ancestors, like, coming through your womb as, like, the portal and being elevated or moving on to the next, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of people don't see that. Um, sometimes I do feel like the ancestors come through our womb to train us to be a medium, you know, mm -hmm. to to um, tap into the other realms, you know, mm -hmm. even though it comes with uh, this grief afterwards, but that's, it's, it's, they, you know, we don't, we don't know their ways. Their ways are not our ways. Yeah. And also last thing, um, we talk about our experiences with abortions and miscarriages, but what I have found out is our men, our brothers, mm. I have dealt with personally. I will ask them, have you ever had an abortion? Mm. Has your partner ever miscarried? And a lot of them have said, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Or, oh, yeah, a lot. Like I'm talking about like three to five to six, seven, like they remember it. Mm. And they need to be cleansed from all those they don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to talk. And a lot of my juju mamas, they don't even ask their partners about that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I would say, bring your partner. Let's let's do the divination with your partner. Partners don't want to come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and men hold womb trauma. What'd you say, Ian? Men hold womb trauma as well. It goes yellow. Mm -hmm. Because they have the um the male aspect. Of, of of the womb. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so they hold trauma as well. And a lot of our men have been taught to not show emotion, mm-hmm. to not react a certain way, to, you know, you have to be a man. You ain't supposed to be uh, out here reacting a certain way. But there are those who are out there hurt mm-hmm. because they have a loss that they're feeling and they couldn't even be part of the conversation or nobody circled back around to them, especially let's just say it is a couple together. They had, you know, lose the baby. Mm-hmm. We're focused on the woman because yes, that's physical. That's like, I had this life in me mm-hmm. and now it's gone and she feels empty. But on the other side, you have this being who sometimes who may not have been in a position where he had a safe space where he could show his emotion. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know how to deal with not only his loss, but I don't know how to nurture her back. I don't know what to say to her. I don't know. And especially since I can't express my own loss, how do I mm-hmm. now relate to her? How can I express you know, to her? So we need to remember to keep safe spaces for mm-hmm. both sides. Because yeah, that healing does have to be done on both sides. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul. That is true. I know, um, cause I, I've been around someone, a male who his partners have had quite a few miscarriages and he always carried it very, he was always very sad about it, you know, and I would sit there and, and as me, I'm just kind of like, like, why are you sad? Like, she didn't want to have to go through the pain, but the way you explained it, it is, you know, because that's the thing too. A lot of men do want these children as well. Um, another thing, because I remember, um, remember, I was sitting down. Some I was sitting down with um, a person years ago, um, but this person was on a shroom journey. So, <laughs> so this was already going to let you know where this person mindset was and I remember I was sitting with this person and he looked at me he's like you got a lot of children around he's like I never seen that many children around you You got a lot of children and I'm just like well I don't don't know what to tell you like how how many is a lot like it's like an army of them and so I had a conversation with um one of my friends um who's also a high priestess and I was like yeah like Apparently, I'm going to have a lot of children. I was like, I don't know. She's like, not every spiritual baby is going to be born. That, yeah, you may have a lot of children in the spiritual realm. However, not all of them want to be physically brought into this world. And I always just thought that, like, when you get fertility, because I've had a fertility reading before years ago and that that did not come to pass however it was the fact that when um, you get these readings and they tell you like oh you're gonna have three children or you're gonna have twins and things like that is it always referring to a physical pregnancy and not a spiritual Um, I can only speak of my fertility divination um, when I see spirit babies show up, I say that there is a possibility of them coming through mm-hmm. in a certain season. Okay. 
I don't say that, you know, I always give a disclaimer, like just because they show up does not mean that they're going to show up in the physical realm, but mm -hmm. they're showing up. Some of the babies just show up so that they can be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the baby comes up so that, you know, they can, they can do the proper ceremonies to um, do a, like a, a cord cutting ceremony because that baby's still attached to their ex. Mm -hmm. Time, um, I've had just a recent Juju Mama, she had to fetch her babies in the river. Something about the river. And she's like, is that something happened in the past life? Yeah. You know, and I it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not always they're they're not always gonna come here. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but it's a beautiful thing, the fact that they're there. Mm -hmm. you know, it's still a beautiful thing. So mm -hmm. yeah. So when a person, because uh, I remember I had a client, um, and I don't know how her and I got got on the topic about, you know, her experiencing a loss, but we got there, and I told her, because um, I was sharing her based off my experience, I was like, well, one thing I was told is that you got to elevate, because, you know, that's probably why you're facing so many roadblocks. And I was like, you, you're probably going to have to elevate your child. If you feel like everything is going which way but right, I said, maybe like you should try elevating your child. So I only um, explained to her how to do the elevation based off how I was told of, you know, you take a candle, you take some water, seven days, candles getting either lifted up or you're just moving around to the highest point of your house but I do understand that there are a thousand ways to skin a cat <laughs> so how else um, especially for someone who's not a practitioner what are ways that they can elevate a child or do you strongly recommend that if they are not a practitioner that they come to someone who is a practitioner to get that work done I, two things, there's going to be something that they're going to want to do privately just okay. to be able to have that personal time to mourn. So you always want to respect that. Mm -hmm. um, whether they follow my path or whatever their spiritual path is, it's always good to have somebody to be able to guide them and take them through that, uh, that process when they want to, you know, to go ahead and elevate. I think the first thing is getting to a point in the morning. I'm here. My oh, okay. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think one thing is, is for them to be able to get to the point in their morning, excuse me, in their morning process where they're ready for that. Because some people are so deeply hurt by that they don't even want to discuss that part i'm not ready to let them go because when you say elevate they hear let them go i'm not ready mm -hmm. to let them go yet i'm still holding on to what was there i'm still holding on to what was supposed to be and now you're telling me i gotta let them go so being able to help them get through that process um but yes i personally strongly recommend they see somebody that is part of their their spiritual tradition or who they trust because they are going to need that handhold and that gentle loving that mm -hmm. that you know that that understanding that safe space 
and to be able to have somebody walk you through that who knows what they're doing so I can rest assured that you don't just have my baby floating around in the ether somewhere (laughs) you know giving them peace and now I can work on continuing to find my peace I think one of the worst things you can say, and this is a little bit off topic, but not, I think one of the worst things you can say to a mama who's lost a baby or even to a family is, oh, but you can have more. Mm. Yeah. But I'm mourning this one. This yeah. is one that mm-hmm. I'm mourning. Yeah. And I don't want to have more to replace this one. Mm-hmm. I should be given the right to mourn this one mm-hmm. in the here and now. So, yeah. So those are the things that we want to acknowledge and respect, mm-hmm. you know, and then gently take them through the process of elevating. Okay. Okay. Uh, so another question, um, and this and this is in regard to a partner and things like that, because I've experienced so many lives in this one body of my of my years of living. And I won't give my age rate because I have people that think I'm 20 or 19. So I love that I got carded. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to a partner and, and this is just, I remember I was seeing a guy and I remember he, um, I never really paid attention I noticed that um, certain partners I've had in the past that some cycles would be either extremely painful or they would be a lot more heavier. But I also remember that after a particular partner, you know, the next day when he would leave, either I would feel extremely tired or a little sick on top of having a painful cycle. But I also remember one day before leaving, he said to me, He's like, yeah, like, I feel so much better. Like, I feel great. And went out and told me how he made $2,000. And I'm sitting there like, but I feel sick. And I always tell people, I was like, we like to think that men aren't spiritual, that they aren't practicing, that they're not doing love work and all these, you know, trying to bind us. I said, but I know firsthand they know where to dump their spiritual mess and come get cleansed. And when it comes down to that, also, I was a little foolish. I was like, I'm going to change this person. This person is going to change. Y'all foolish of me. (laughs) So don't be like that. Um, But ultimately, how would you recommend um, a person, a well, a female cleansing herself of that because I know it's more than just doing a cord cutting. Like a cord cutting, it's it's not a um a one hundred percent solvent. What else would a person have to do to kind of cleanse themselves and also detach themselves from that person? That's a real deep, deep one um, because it depends on what the partner's carrying. Mm. Um, and the purpose of the relationship mm-hmm. um, you know you have some spiritual sisters who are oracles and you know during that moment they speak life to the brother you have other sisters who can transmute that energy I found out that I can transmute a lot of energy from men 
I don't have to do the yoni steams all the time or yoni eggs. I, I can transmute it. And that takes practice. Um, you also have to discern um, if you want to procreate with the brother or co-create with the brother. Like, what's the purpose of mm -hmm. connecting? Um, and also, you know, you have to be aware of your own life force, mm -hmm. you know, instead of giving it away, you know, because once that, that portal's open, mm. he has access to give or to take. So um, we just have to be, be it's really it's like your question is great. I just can't really get because it, it just depends on who you are. Yeah. You know, it really does because you have a lot of sacred whores out here, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's just yeah. different, you know, yeah. um, but that's, that's my five, five cents, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Do you have you know, But you're, yeah, you're absolutely right because um, the, that was a whole priesthood, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, being able to use that as a healing uh, part to, and women are receptors. We're, I mean, we really are, we're receptors. So that's why it's so important to pay attention to who you are laying with because some of these men, they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? They just know that when I get with you, I feel better, but they they don't know what they're doing and on the other side she doesn't know what's going yeah. on because she hasn't tapped into that type of information for whatever reason and mm -hmm. so that's why it's important and it is important to understand what your power is mm -hmm. in dealing with this and i know for me i'm too much of an empath so it be it, it's too much for me. It's not something that's not something that i can do. I had to be in a certain type of relationship. I couldn't take from this one and take from this one because I have a tendency to hold on to it and I want to oh my goodness and, we just gotta, we gotta be. and I ain't doing that all day so yeah. I'm not that type of person who will be in that priesthood because we all be crying ain't nobody in here we just sitting around crying <laughs> yeah. so you yeah. want to have somebody who knows how to receive it and hopefully I'm saying is receive it without absorbing it without retaining mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. they know how to let it go so just like you see people who do cuddling mm -hmm. for you know stuff all of that is part of that healing mm -hmm. uh because affection and touch and all that is is yeah. healing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have to understand what your journey is and everything else that the gogo said is right on point and once you understand that then you know the type of relationships or hopefully you will know the type of relationships that you can and can't be in and mm -hmm. who you can receive from and who you just be like mm -mm, you need to go on over there and get that over there because I, I can't do nothing with that yeah yeah be intentional about it i think mm -hmm. we got to be mature i mean i'm i'm a grown grown woman now and i'm very intentional like i'm gonna make sure i get what i got i'm gonna get what i'm gonna need to get and you're gonna get what you need to get my first six figures, y'all, I was messing with a brother who made six figures. Hmm. Got to be intentional. Yeah. And the last question, because I want to tell y'all. I won't get into that. Yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I don't want to hold y'all too long. Um, The last one, which I... 
I'm like, I'm real big on you do what you do. Because mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with it. That's not my business. But when it comes to um, self-pleasuring in a form of manifesting, aka sex magic, do you feel, because also, you know, I've come to understanding that when you want to manifest, you need to make sure that you are at least in a healed space. Mm-hmm. So the way you're, because even though, like you mentioned intentions, even though it's not your intentions to bring forth these negative emotions or negative thoughts um, to life, but since you still carry it, it can still come forth. When it comes to self-pleasuring and with us talking about the womb and how it holds space, and a lot of us don't cleanse that space, um, do you feel like, ultimately, what are your thoughts when it comes to the, the, the self-pleasuring of the womb to, to manifest? I personally don't have a problem with it if if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you you do what you do. I don't have a problem. Some spiritual practices believe that you get um, to that point of arousal, but you don't release it. You use mm-hmm. that energy and you raise it up. You know, through your chakras, your kundalini, whatever you want to call it, you raise it up. So it's a matter of knowing what you're doing. And that goes back to A, knowing yourself, having mm-hmm. dealt with, you know, the issues of your womb. Um, knowing the power of manifesting, being intentional, as the Google said, with who you receive from. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of work that has to be done, but I don't have a problem. I'm like you, baby, do what you do. Yeah. If, if you're doing it and it's not hurting anybody else and mm-hmm. you are rocking it and it's bringing into your life and you know, if you are using it to help others and it's a blessing and not an abuse, Mm-hmm. What you do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I also would add to that is um it, it's about exploration, whether it is physical exploration, emotional, spiritual exploration. Um, I also say when you have your orgasm, are you pulling or are you pushing? Mm. Okay, energetically, because some of us we pull stuff in. And other times we push it out during our orgasm. So I always say any uh, sister out there, see what your womb is doing. Mm-hmm. Because that means that, you know, there's some energy that you're trying to hold on to or something that you need or something that you need to let go. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we have reached an hour. I don't want to, even though I love this conversation mm-hmm. and I will keep y'all on here longer. But y'all got lives. And I can't I can't keep y'all away from y'all lives due to selfish reasons. <laughs> so um where can people find you? Do you have any I don't have any more events because I know um the cacao ceremony was something I did on a regular basis, but I don't have any events so far in the foreseen future. However, you guys have any events? How can people find you? Do you even want people to come find you? Because <laughs> you open that door, people people be peopling. And yeah. 
some people don't listen they just like to well let me see what i can get and then i don't want to be blamed for you got these people over here that's bothering me that ain't listening and then i'm gonna have to sit there and be like see now this is why i can't tell people to plug in they business. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, well, you can find me. I have two websites. I have daughtersofthemoon.net, um, and that's basically uh, a space that I created in 2016 to give women like us an opportunity to be able to discuss these things free of judgment, tap into our power, whether you call yourself a witch, a juju woman, an ear single, whatever it is, understanding that this is not new age, this was ours. Oh, and, and, it, and it's still ours. So you can find me at uh, daughtersofthemoon.net. We have our, I'm sorry, we have our convention happening October 26th. Let me mute myself. <laughs> and for you, Miss, you're just so ma- you're just so magical. I mean, goodness. Thank you. So those, uh, um, you can find me at taminspires.com that's my website where you know all my bookings and my online ceremonies are um also on instagram you can find me at tam at tam inspires um also have this month i have a fertility blessing ceremony um going on and then um in january 2024 i have my fertility rituals that i hold for my juju mamas as a place where we just call upon the ancient ones to assist us and show us what we need to see when it comes to our fertility journey. And mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. And then when it gets a little bit warmer in Houston, I am going to hold the fertility ritual in person. I'm just looking for a space. Mm-hmm. So Houston better get ready. They better get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Well, these people already know what to find me. Cause I sit there and I yell at them all the time. That's why I don't be on, I'm not online anymore. Cause I sit there and I yell at people. I never go forget I was on live and I just, I guess I have a very aggressive tone. And she told me, why are you yelling? And I was like, I'm not yelling. This is just my voice. I was like, I'm very passionate when I talk, not yelling, just passionate. So you guys can find me on Instagram. And on TikTok at Divine Priestess. That's I gotta spell it out because people misspell it all the all the time. That's D I B I N E P R I E S T E S S. And that is where you can find me on everything. So I would love to thank you too. And the thing is, I thought about a question that I was like, oh, I should have asked that. However, I feel like that may be another um, an episode because I feel like that's just going to open a whole other can of worms that we just can't get into today. So I am so truly grateful and appreciative of having you two join me on here. And may you join me on the next one. <laughs> <Ciao>. <laughs>